0: Welcome in to another great things are happening in Columbia Township. We got a full house today. Township Administrator Melissa Taylor, Township Trustee Vice President Brian Lamar, Trustee President Dave Kabicki, and Township Jack of All Trades and Do Everything. Lauren Allison's on hand as well. And Dave, we've got a very special guest today. Indeed, we do. We have
1: one of the most important people in Hamilton County Democratic politics. We're proud to be here with our brand new County Auditor, the beloved Ms. Bridget Kelly.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Thank you for being here. And uh, we've known Bridget for quite a bit of time. Bridget uh, was one of our state reps in Columbia Township. She was the rep of the thirty-first district of the House of Representatives. She's a Democrat. That district consists of part of Norwood, Amberley Village, uh, Fairfax, Silverton, and obviously our beloved Columbia Township. Uh, just to give you a little background on Bridget, she was she's from originally from Norwood. Nord, Ohio. She attended St. Ursula Academy. Then Cincinnati's own Xavier University. And then another University of Cincinnati, she earned her master's degree. So she's Obviously, very smart and very giving and uh, always very approachable. And just recently, she decided to leave her state rep seat, throw her hat in the ring to run for uh, for the Hamilton County Auditor as the beloved, uh, and also the other thing about Bridget, you don't know, she's a big Swifty fan, right?
2: You can't tell all my secrets on this podcast, David. Okay,
1: well, it segues in because <laughs> you took over for the beloved uh, uh, Dusty Rhodes, who he's famous for bringing the Beatles to Cincinnati, and it's Jermaine, because... As everybody knows Taylor Swift's gonna come to Cincinnati. So you took over for the beloved Dusty Rhodes, who held the office for quite a long time. You got big shoes to fill, and I know you two were close. So tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, Dusty Rhodes was the longest serving auditor in Hamilton County. Eight excuse me. Uh eight four year terms, thirty-two years of service. So those are certainly big shoes to fill, but he's been very generous in uh, his advice and counsel both before I was in office and while I've been in office and so we uh, still talk often and i think he is enjoying his uh, retirement but it's also i think exciting because you know i think the auditors office has a long track record of integrity and of good public mm-hmm. service and that's something that we really want to continue to build on so to be able to take it from great to greater because we have a we have a we have a fantastic team and I think that you know, folks are used to a certain level of service from us, and so we want to continue to meet and exceed that.
1: And Dusty certainly wasn't afraid to speak his opinion on how he felt about anything. So uh, will, will it be more of the same, or what's your style when it comes to that kind of stuff?
2: Well, I'm not sure that I'm as prolific a tweeter uh, as <laughs> Dusty, um, but I think especially people um, who know my work from the legislature, you know, I try to be very transparent about um, what what we're doing, why we're doing it. Uh, And, you know, you don't always uh, get agreement from everyone on that. But I think if we serve people with integrity and honesty, and they know why we're doing what we're doing, then I think it creates a higher level of trust. So the people know that when they're dealing with the auditor's office, that we are going to be accurate, we're going to be transparent, we're going to be efficient. And people know that they will be, you know, treated the same way, no matter what neighborhood they're from, or what political ilk they are, um, because I think that's something that's really important about the office is to know that people are being treated fairly and equitably.
1: Well, it's interesting when you win these Mm -hmm. elections, it's kind of as a mandate that people like you, they really like you. So (laughs) that's, that's good news. But so tell me as you, uh, you know, to the common people that are sitting here listening, why having the right person like you in the place of the Hamilton County Auditor is important? What's the interaction that they would have in saying, I'm glad this person's on my team?
2: Well, I think one of the really interesting things about the auditor's office is this is the one place where we are fighting for consumers every single day because you know people's greatest investment is often their property so if your property is not valued correctly that's an issue for your family. We take care of weights and measures, uh, which means when you go to the gas pump, we make sure your gallon's a gallon or your pound of meat at the grocery store is also a pound. So, you know, things like that impact families if that's not done correctly. We work in dog licensing. We work in making sure that people's, you know, public information requests are fulfilled. So, and so, so how, all of these how, things touch people's lives every day. So
1: how, when you talk about the pounds at the grocery store, how, how does that interface work? I mean, how, what do you do, go into the store and put stuff and audit it or how does it work?
2: Absolutely we have a really talented and skilled uh, weights and measure staff who will go and make sure scales are balanced they're reading appropriately and so if you ever pay attention at the deli counter you'll notice that the numbers are always facing out so that the consumer knows that they are getting what they pay for.
1: Well I saw Dollar General ran into some of those problems and, and things with some of the, the things that they've done but so if I go into Kroger's and think you know what the things aren't scanning out the right to, uh, cost or whatever, then do we call you?
2: You can call us. You can uh, at 513-946-4000. You can email us at auditorkelly at auditor.hamilton-co.org. Or you can check out our website, hamiltoncountyauditor.org and find links to do all of that.
0: Yeah, you mentioned a couple of things. I think when um, I think of the auditor, I think of taxes... But you also mentioned some things that are, I didn't know that your team did dog licensing. There's an agricultural element to it, weights and measures. How big is your team that handles all that? There's like 15 things on your website.
2: Brian, thanks for the question. You know, a lot of people think of us just as sort of the chief financial officer, but we really do have a wide variety of duties that are set forth by the state legislature. So I always like to joke that if the legislature doesn't know where to put a responsibility, they just give it to the auditors, (laughs) which is why we have such a wide breadth of uh, duties. So, And we do all of this work with a team of 72 people and so similarly situated counties like franklin has 142 people on its staff montgomery county Dayton, they have 105 people on their staff. So we are a lean, mean, efficient organization. But actually, um, if folks hop on our website at HamiltonCountyAuditor.org and click on the department's page, then they can see a sampling of all of the work that we do, the documents that are associated with it, um, any kind of public information that might be available so that they can learn more about the uh,
3: different functions that we perform.
1: And Melissa, you mentioned that you interacted with many people on her staff.
3: We do. I was... Fascinated by your terminology on lean because we're extremely lean and it requires having really amazing people. And so before I go into my next comment, I wanted to do a shout out. Um, Lauren and I and, and Kim Gray work regularly with your staff, and so we have. I'm going to look at Lauren here, but we have. I know we have Tammy Diz Yeah, yeah. Anytime we, anytime we call your guys' office, you guys have been nothing but absolutely wonderful just being very efficient with everything, getting back to us, and you know having the answers for us, so we are very appreciative of that. You can tell a difference when you call different county agencies, and when we call the auditor's office, we get amazing people, and so I just want to do a quick shout-out. We also work with Sue Gressler and Patricia DeZarn, and then more recently, Kim Connors, and then also a shout-out to uh, Paula Drake, and then uh, Deborah Huffman. They are our go-tos when we get into a binder when we need guidance, so so we work with you almost weekly with one of them almost weekly so i always describe the auditor's office as our kind of our private banker our public banker because people think that columbia township or other communities just set their budget and and spend their money and collect their taxes independently but actually we do it with you Um, we work with you throughout the year you help identify what are our uh, resources going to be for the coming year And then we put together a local budget, a public process with our trustees in a public meeting with our residents and businesses. And then we submit it to you and then you actually go through it and make sure that everything that we're looking to spend has the right amount of money in the right pot and you have a full budget commission. And so there's this back and forth all year long until you give us our blessing at the end of the year. So I didn't know if you want to touch on that. It's like a system of checks and balances. We can't just do what we want to do. We can't incur more debt than we could afford to pay off. We can't spend more money than we have. And you're our partner. And, and that's I think that should be comforting to residents and businesses.
2: Well, and we, I think you hit on something really important. We have an amazing, experienced staff with lots of institutional knowledge who is used to working with government entities of varying sizes of varying levels of experience I mean the leadership in Columbia Township I think we're really fortunate to have you all who have tons of experience uh, both on the trustee side and on the administrative side and people that have long-standing relationships with folks in our office because I think it helps us to work more effectively together and it also helps to have more deep engagement from the public about what we're doing and to know that what we're doing is in in the best interest of the folks who live in your community and communities all across the county,
1: we appreciate the plug. We like to hear compliments, so thank you, <laughs> thank you. Uh, so, tell us uh, before we go to the break uh, something interesting that maybe people uh, that might be interested that you wouldn't think the falls into your lap as far as duties and things that you that you do.
2: Well, I think one of the things that's most surprising, I mean, certainly the breadth of our responsibilities um, is big. And so it's no wonder that Dusty stayed for 32 years, because I think it would take about that long to understand all of the nooks and crannies of what the auditor's office does. But I think my biggest surprise since coming into office is the number of emails we get from neighbors who want to talk about various property improvements that their neighbors are making. So, you know, somebody finished their basement or somebody put on a deck. And so part of our constituent service is making sure that we follow up on uh, those hot tips uh, to make sure that our work is done correctly and accurately. But that is something I was not quite prepared for when I came into this office.
1: Kind of ratting them out, huh? (laughs) All right, And, uh, and when we come back in the second half, we're gonna talk about some other interesting topics. We're gonna talk about the beloved tax abatements. We're gonna talk about property value Evaluation in terms of how they happen, how often you do them, and we're also going to talk about that infamous or famous website, the Auditor's website, and what the plans are for the future.
0: So hang with us in the second half. A reminder to hear previous podcasts in this series, just go to your favorite podcast provider and type in the words Columbia Township. And to find all the great things happening and events taking place in Columbia Township, go to the website, ColumbiaTWP.org. We'll have more great things are happening in Columbia Township after this timeout. Welcome in back to part two of Great Things Are Happening in Columbia Township. We got more with our special guest, Dave Kabicki. Take it away. Okay. Uh, in the first
1: half, we talked about everything from uh, the Beatles, the Do- since Dusty Roads, your predecessor brought in, to now well, you're in office and we got Taylor Swift coming out. I don't know if that's a coincidence, but with Bridget Kelly, we talked about why it's important to have a good auditor, the the uh, interaction she has with our team and, and acts as our banker and things. And now we're going to go in and I guess the first thing we want to talk about that's near and dear to everybody's heart, uh, which we could usually consider it a good thing when property values go up, the downside, people think that their taxes go up, but let's talk about property Property evaluations um, you're involved with these and what triggers you to go say we need to go take a look at this property this neighborhood this house is it building permits or what triggers you to go say we're gonna reevaluate this property
2: well so there are a couple things so we get our sort of uh, dear auditor uh, emails and phone calls of things we might need to check out we look at building permits but also we're required by the state every six years to do a full reappraisal Of all the parcels in Hamilton County, of which there are approximately Mm 360,000. So we are one of the larger counties in the state. And so it's a big job. So it takes our team as well as an outside contractor in order to satisfy this. And some people say, hey, so does that mean you're going to be, you know, roaming around my yard or coming in my house? Not necessarily. Uh, The way that it works, which is actually set forth administrative rule by the state, is we use what's called a mass appraisal process. So we take a property and compare it to about 20 similarly situated properties, um, in the same taxing district and say, Hey, these look the same to us. So we can assume that they went up or down or sideways, you know, by relatively the same amount of money. So it's not like we're going to be, you know, knocking on every single person's door and doing an in-person, um, and doing an in-person reappraisal because frankly, we don't have the resources to do that as a county or state. Well, good.
1: So if we have you over as a guest and we redid our kitchen and you say, this is a really nice kitchen, I'm going to send my team over to come haunt you. You don't do that. I
2: want to check out your deck, your basement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. David, I, you take up up a on a garage. tour.
1: The first guest, house guest, I said, can I go on a tour? And I knew she had an agenda. And Brian, I know you, you're you a man of the people out in Madison Place and all these things. So what, what, what do you see in terms of uh the people's concern about property values and all those things?
2: Yeah, so we know that... Not just in Madison Place, but throughout Columbia Township in our our region of Hamilton County, home sales have gone through the
0: roof. They've really increased. When I hear people talk about, oh my gosh, my taxes are going to go up because my next door neighbor's house sold for $300,000, right? In Madison Place or higher. Yeah, that's crazy. Is there anything you can say to address the fear of their taxes increasing?
2: Yeah, well, Hamilton County is a great place to live, and Columbia Township is a great place to live. So, no doubt. Nice plug. We love it. They come there. But So the auditor's office actually works in values, not in taxes. So I'll say that again. The auditor's office works in values, not in taxes. So we think the best indication of the value of a house is how much someone is willing to pay for it. And so that is often sort of our cornerstone of what we use uh, in terms of the reappraisal process. Now you'll have to have me back on several podcasts (laughs) if we want to have a full conversation about the way that property taxes are computed in the state of Ohio. But quite simply uh Lemmy's Often are passed with a cap on them. So, regardless of how much the value of properties increases, the cap on the levies ensures that there's not sort of an open end to continue collecting that taxable money. And again, when I say, you know, we deal in values, not in taxes, taxes are often set forth by voters and communities who decide in what they want to invest. And so, some communities opt to invest in things different than other communities but ultimately it's up to the people to vote on what they prioritize and what's going to give them you know a strong community and a good quality of life and then our job is just to administer those taxes and make sure that they are distributed appropriately and actually if you visit our website at hamiltoncountyauditor.org and click on the tax distribution um, tab you can see uh, where all of your taxes go and all the different things um, in which folks invest to make sure that we have a good strong community
1: You know, it's interesting, again, we do occasionally get complaints about, you know, the property values going up. And we always look and think that is actually a good thing. If you have to pay a little bit more in taxes um, and your property value goes up, that's a net positive, What would be catastrophic as the leaders of this community would be when property values start going down. That's the irony of it all. You don't, I don't want to get a point where we're apologizing for property values going up. So, but speaking of that, okay, if I look and think you guys, you came in uh, to dinner my house and looked at my kitchen and decided you want to reappraise and I think my house isn't worth what you think it is. What, what What's the process?
2: So there are a couple things. You know how um, we
1: challenge it, it is.
2: Yep. So during the reappraisal process, when we go through that mass appraisal process that's set forth by the state, folks will get something in the mail that has what's called their tentative value. So we'll say, you know, dear David, this is where you live. This is what we think that your property is worth. Uh, so if you think that we are spot on, that we got it exactly right, you don't have to do anything. If you think that we are way off base, that we are either high or low, then you can visit our website starting this summer at hamiltoncounty.auditor.org and click on the informal review process. And it will say, hey, I, David Kubicki, think that you guys got this wrong. And we will give you a list of evidence that you can present. One of our staff members will take a peek at it, review it, and then either send you something that says, hey, we think you're right, and this is what we did. We either adjusted it up or down, or we think you're wrong and we're not making a change. You,
1: you know, I always laugh when, when people come to you, they want to go try to talk you into the how, how little their house is worth, and they go to their banker and they want to talk about how much it's worth so they can borrow more money. It's kind of interesting. You well, talk out of both sides of your mouth.
2: Which is, again, why we work in market value, because we think that is the best reflection of, of what what a parcel what a property is actually worth. And so when it's not a, a reappraisal year sort of on an ongoing basis folks can file with what's called the Board of Revision and again you can check out the Board of Revision on our website at hamiltoncountyauditor.org. You can file between January and March and say, "Hey, we think that, you know, your appraisal is off and this is why." And uh, the Board of Revision is sort of a quasi judicial group and so they will decide based upon the items that folks bring in like Yes, we think the the property owner is correct, or we don't think the property owner is correct, and so we will either make adjustments or not based on those recommendations. Yeah,
1: then they go to the, their banker and say, "I know it says a hundred thousand on the auditor's website, but it's worth way more than that." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what, now let's go segue into talking about when new developments come, and you know it's a kind of a, a touchy topic sometimes with people. And, and since you're here, we'd be remiss not to talk about tax abatements in the program. And I guess I'd invite you to talk about it from the legal perspective of, of what your interaction is with them and just, it's a good good chance to explore the tax abatement process. When I say tax abatement, that, that would include TIF, CRA, et cetera.
2: Well, I always like to joke that I'm going to get a t shirt made that says we don't make tax abatement policy in the auditor's office because we don't. So we are an administrator and we are an implementer of the policies that are created by local communities and local elected officials. So communities decide what the right policy is for them, and our job is to implement that accurately, fairly, and effectively. And so different communities have, you know, different parameters for how they use tips how they use CRAs and how they use abatements but again that's a that's a local decision um, and it's tools in the toolbox and so nobody knows better about the tools that work for communities better than the folks
3: who are elected to create policy and to lead we found I love that you use the terminology tools because they are tools that the state legislature and often the counties set up for us to use Something that a lot of people don't know is that, and specifically in Hamilton County, of the 40-something different jurisdictions, one out of four is economically distressed. And so there are a lot of reasons for that. But in our community, our board uh, and our administration has had significant success using tools not just incentives, but also bringing forward an income tax on businesses. You were talking earlier about uh, the levies. We have levies that date back into the 1990s, early 2000s. And so, and we and we haven't gone back out to have them raised. So we really do a lot of things for our, our um, residents and our businesses. But what we have found as an urban community, we have, we wrap all the way around the city of Cincinnati, you know, the oldest community, one of the oldest communities, and we have some neighborhoods where the houses are 120 years old and so we want people who are interested in moving into a community they're young they have families or they're older and they're downsizing and we want them to come to our community but with aging housing stock it's hard for people to spend a lot of money to fix up an 100 plus or 70 year old home we have newer neighborhoods but still older homes and so some of those programs really give them the ability to invest that money get a break on the taxes on that new money just for a short period of time, and then they love where they are and they have a home that works for them. So we're modernizing our infrastructure. So those programs are great tools, just like our business income tax, our medical marijuana revenue sharing that have done substantial things for our community. And we don't want and we're sorry that there are communities that are in distress, but we are not one of those and use these tools to make sure that we don't become one of those.
2: Yeah. And I think the important thing is, you know, the auditor's office, we're an independently elected office, just like the treasurer, the clerk of courts, uh, the recorder, and our jobs largely are administrative and implementation. And I think Nobody knows better what tools your community needs than the people who are elected to lead individual communities at the local government level. And so, you know, when we talk about abatement policies and things like that, we always encourage people to talk to their local elected officials uh, about why the policy that you put forward works the best for your community.
1: And and just a reminder to everybody that that, that when you talk about abatements, you can't abate what the existing property value already is. So if you have, have, let's say, a half a million dollar property valuation, the idea is that when somebody redoes it or increases the value to a million, you can only Incentivize the 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 valuation from five hundred to a million, and more often than not, the school districts need to be made whole. So it's always a net positive. And I just think sometimes people get caught up, like, well, they don't pay the fair share of taxes. And the whole idea is, Melissa, I know we talked about before the podcast, is but not for getting this abatement. I mean, if you went and if you went and made that that investment from five hundred to a million, and your real estate taxes went from twenty grand to 40 grand instead of from 20 grand to, say, 30 grand, that's the way the abatement or TIFF or what have you, you're only capturing the new improvement. But just would be remiss when we're sitting here on these le- these discussions of tax abatements and TIFs, sometimes people don't quite understand it correctly. It's always a net positive. It's just a debate, is it absolutely necessary to get that new improvement to come?
2: Well, it- different communities use these tools differently, again, because you know, different communities have different obligations, have different priorities, but nobody knows that better than the local elected officials. When
3: it's so much easier to build new homes, new subdivisions in, in the suburbs, in, in rural areas. And you don't want, as an investor in an urban community like Columbia Township and in an urban county like Hamilton County, you don't want people to leave and the housing stock Begins to decline and and fails, and the businesses and especially the mom and pop shops and the service businesses don't have the same population because there are a lot of population declines that happen in in declining counties and de- declining communities. You want that to stay fresh, and you want people to be there, and you want people to constantly be reinvesting, and that's how we attract them. And well, we're and it's working for us really well.
2: Yep, and a strong property value, frankly, is you know a big part of creating generational wealth. I mean a person's home is often the biggest investment that they have and you know that can be a key to creating gener- generational wealth you know for th- all of the the next generations that's to come a great after point us.
1: a great point okay and uh i guess one of the closest interactions or people interact with most uh, i have to go down this, this road a little bit is the, the the website the hamilton county auditor's website whether they're looking up what their neighbor's house is going for, what their house is worth, or what have you, even though we have just went through the fact that if it's on the Hampton County Auditor's website, that's probably maybe a lower valuation than the bankers, uh, or what they're asking for more often than not. But, so let's talk about the website. What's your vision? What are your plans? Uh, because that's what people see the most, don't they?
2: I think that uh, there are a great deal of people who interact with our website at HamiltonCountyAuditor.org, just in case uh, nobody wrote that down so far, HamiltonCountyAuditor.org. But there are tons of tools on our website that we really want to make sure are available to people so you can Check out all the different departments we have by clicking on the departments tab. You can click on the downloads tab. There's a lot of public information that is available on our website because we really do believe in being transparent. If you're considering purchasing a home, you can put in a new value to calculate the taxes based on the current taxes, asterisk there, based on the current taxes to give you, you know, a better a better sense of what you might expect uh, to pay in terms of your taxes because we get a lot of folks who are like, you know... If I buy this house for X, Y, or Z, then what's going to happen to my taxes? Again, we work in values, not in taxes, but we can help people understand where that goes. Um, We have heard from folks that they would like us to continuously improve our website, and we agree. We are in the business of continuous improvement on all of our functions, including our website. But we want to make sure that when we make changes, that we do them deliberately and thoughtfully. So we want to talk to people who are occasional users, you know, the folks who want to take a peek at what their neighbor's health is, is worth, but also the more power users who might be you know real estate professionals or attorneys or or township administrators all day long (laughs) downloads on the spreadsheets (laughs) To make sure that the resources that we make available to people now, one, are still available, but two, are in, available in a way where it's very intuitive to be able to find them. Because it's one thing to make that information available to people, but it's another thing to ensure that it's easy for people to access the tools that they need. So we're always looking for feedback on our website and everything else about things we're doing well and on ways that we can improve. And again, our website is hamiltoncountyauditor.org. Our phone number is 513-946-4000.
1: Got it. And uh, aside from what you're learning here today is to do, uh, not bring her over for a dinner party if you redid your, <laughs> your, your kitchen or your base. At least don't take her on a tour. But a um, uh, plug-in for um, Bridget here is, is uh, when we dealt with you as a state rep, I haven't interacted with you as much since you're new to the auditor's position. She's very approachable, smart, diligent, and very on on top of things. So she's like our Brian Lamar. I mean, a woman of the people and a man of the people. So we really appreciate you coming on, and we appreciate this. has been very
0: informative and hope to have see you more often.
2: I will look forward to being back. Thank you.
0: Reminder, hear individual podcasts in this series. Just go to your favorite podcast provider and type in the words Columbian Township, including individual podcasts on each of the great communities that make up Columbia Township. And to find out all the things that are happening in Columbia Township and more, go to the website, ColumbiaTWP.org. Thanks for being with us. Great things are happening in Columbia Township.